Good evening and welcome to another edition of 48 Shades of Football, everyone's favourite English language Korean podcast, Korean football podcast. I'm joined as always by Paul. Good evening everybody. Good evening, it's a little bit of a chilly cold one. Yeah, winter's here. Winter's here indeed. Uh, I'm still freezing from, from last night's trip to Asan, but I guess we'll, we'll get to that <laughs> in due course. Yeah. Um, the intro music, Paul, very interesting. You chose something from your childhood. Yeah, the wheels on the bus. Uh, why is that? Uh, obviously, we traipsed down to Suwon last Friday to watch Korea versus Colombia. Oh, God, yes. Uh, and the wheels on our buses didn't go round and round. Uh, that in- indeed, it took two hours to complete a, a 40 minute journey. Yeah, uh, because some, well, two idiots had come together on the Hanam flyover. <coughs> yep. Blocking all traffic heading south. Uh, how did that game finish, Paul? So we got there, I guess we should. So that was, this was the international game against Colombia yeah. uh, in Suwon <coughs> World Cup Stadium. Yeah. It was an 8pm kickoff. We arrived at 8.42. Yeah. Uh, by the time that we got into the stadium, we were there in time to see the amazing halftime entertainment, which was a guy kick a ball up and down on his head or something yeah, like that, yeah. if I remember right. Yeah. Um, Taking the game, it finished 2-1. Finished 2-1 to Korea. Yep. Uh, see anything that makes you think that they'll get out their group? So a lot that makes me think they get out their group, but I don't, okay. think, I don't think it'll be replicated in Russia. Okay. So obviously Korea start off brightly. <coughs> I think they hit the. Uh, obviously, I was watching on our f- my phone as we were at various points. Yep. Saw them hit the post, hit the crossbar. Uh, what, maybe 15 minutes in, Son Heung-min gets the ball in the area. Instead of passing it to, the, to his, his colleague that was wide open for to slot into the empty net, he uh, shot through two or three defenders in the goalie. Uh, went in anyway, but yep. the smarter thing would have been to pass, I think. I would agree with that, yeah. It should be noted I didn't actually see the goal because my wife called me at that point in time and my TV cut off. So I was actually watching it over the shoulder <laughs> of uh, someone else in the bus. Yeah. So I went in half-time 1-0. Yep. Uh, we got there on time for the second half. Yeah. Utterly, utterly freezing, I should say. It was. It was um, It was like one of the coldest I've ever been. Uh, in the top um, tier of the North Stand. Yep. Uh, so uh, there's a lot of talk about you know taking like, a lot of countries talk about taking national team games on the road, so to speak. Um, and you know like, we've been to games a couple of games now in, in Siam, and um, that's my first time going to a, a national team game uh, in in the Big Bird. Do you think it, the the atmosphere wise, like, do you think it's a good idea? I mean, it wasn't really even close to being full, right? No, it was pretty empty. Uh, uh, maybe half, just just over half? Obviously, the, the opposition was quite attractive in yep. Colombia, with Mr. Rodriguez playing up front. Yep. Um, the game was a bit spicy, so there was some opportunity to get the fans uh, riled up. Yeah. Uh, as some hefty tackles and some racial... Uh, some racial abuse. Yeah. But... The only thing that seemed to get anyone making any noise was every time Son Hyung Min came forward, right? Right. Um, there was like a little clap for him and ooh. Um, yeah, it, it, I mean, I, I get the reason why they take these games around the, around the country. They took <coughs> the Serbia game on Tuesday night was played in Ulsan. Yep. Uh, it was a pretty shocking attendance as well. I guess we'll get to that when we kind of do our reviews of those, of, of, of those games. But, I mean, if you're going to take the games around they have to be promoted you know and, and you, you you are looking for for bigger attendances than we got at both at both those games do you think that's a, an, an apathy towards the Korean national team because of the qualification campaign or do you think it's just that it was 8pm 8, 8 on a 
freezing cold Friday night and people had other places to go? I think it was partly what uh, early mid-November, so people thought it was going to be cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously predicting rain for that day. Yeah. It, it stopped yeah. raining by the time yeah. it kicked off, but it rained during the afternoon quite heavily. Uh, Suwon, not the easiest place to get to. Uh, although the opposition was attractive, Korea had been really poor recently, so there was probably a lot of fans who thought, well, even if I can watch this, they're going to get hammered. Yep, okay. Uh, to be honest, the only reason we went was because it was Colombia, right? Yeah, yeah. We wanted to see Colombia. If, yeah. if it had been Korea versus Turkmenistan, I wouldn't have bothered. I mean, I'll be honest, if they'd swapped those games around, and if it had been Korea, Colombia and Osan, and Korea, Serbia and so on, we wouldn't have been having it. We would have to change the entry music from Wheels on the Bus, because yeah. I wouldn't have been there. Right. Uh, I, I only went because it's... Colombia and I thought it would be a decent game it was a decent game actually. so we're part game. of the problem then you would be a part of the problem but it's not our country so we're okay to be part of the problem <laughs> um, part of the game it was a, it was a decent enough game <coughs> um, finished 2-1 uh, Korea actually went 2-0 up didn't they yep. Korea H- horrific error by the, the goalie oh, shocking error by the goalie uh, let, let it through his palms and Son completed Min, yeah. a roly-poly when he realised his mistake uh, Son Heung-min Scoring that goal as well, so it was a brace for Son. Yeah. Um, actually, first time I've, I've actually seen him score, I think, but anyway. Um, they, Korea looked good until the final third, as always. Well, when I say the final third, I don't mean the final third of the pitch. I guess that the final decision, uh, Son made a lot of poor choices. Yeah. Um, some weak shots, some shots straight at defenders, straight at goalkeepers. Um, but they cut them open. I mean, the Korean, the, the wingers cut... Colombia opened several times. Uh, if they can get a, a, a striker for the World Cup, be it Fang Yi Chan or be it Son, does find his shooting boots in, in Russia, they could, get out, they could get out of the group. As, a, as an attacking team, they played well. I, I think Shin got his tactics right. Yeah. But I don't believe Son up front is going to be the man that's going to deliver them uh, anything more than a third place in the group. Obviously, it depends on who's in the group. They're fourth seeds, right, in the bottom pot. I believe so. So, theoretically, above, going to face three teams who would be above better them. than them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could face. They could get three easier teams. Uh, it's, it's not. It's not definitely It's going to be a tough group. But R- I think Russia or Poland. Yeah. In, in from the top spot, and then Panama. Uh, Panama are probably group four, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure. Who Iceland. I guess. Yeah, I guess Iceland, but. But you, you, you just look at it and you think they need someone who can score goals. Uh, and I think that's the biggest problem. Is like right now, uh, in the national team setup, there's no one who comes in and scores. Son <laughs> does pretty well for um, for uh, Spurs. They like Yi Chan, reasonable um, return for Salzburg. You know, there's players in Korea who are scoring goals. But I think when it comes into the national team, they for some reason they, they flop. So we've criticised Son a lot in the past. He played quite well against Colombia, no? He did play quite. He did play quite well. He did. He played reasonably well against Colombia. He scored two goals. I still don't think he's a twenty-five million pound player, and I still think Korea need to find somebody else to help carry the 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 mantle and the pressure. <coughs> one of the, one of the good things I saw from that game was Cole Johan was marking James Rodriguez. Yep. Within the first minute of the game, he clocked him twice to let him know he was there. And basically stuck to him all through yeah. the night. Yeah, good. He had a good game. And he, uh, Rodriguez, obviously one of the top strikers in the world. Pretty had, pretty much had nothing to do, right? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I thought Goyan played well. Definitely, yeah. he was, he was maybe. I mean, there was a lot of pluses. Like the team played well as a whole. To, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. 
Um, but I think um, come the World Cup, it's going to be a different. Surprisingly well. Yeah, but come the World Cup, it could be a very, very different matter. Uh, on to Tuesday's game against Serbia down in Ulsan. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Did, did you watch it? I did. I went to Kayla United's uh, watch party in Itaewon. Okay. Joined by did anyone else? Joined by some of the stalwarts of uh, the foreign K-League community. Okay. Uh, we wa- watched it over a few beers. Um, again, the game was nice and open. The first half was a bit... Uh, the teams kind of cancelled each other out, so there wasn't okay. much excitement. But the second half was a very enthralling game. Uh, Serbia took the lead. They cut career open... Um, Forget what the guy's name was. Something in Itch or Vich. Okay. Uh, he scored. Put Serbia one 0 up. Uh, a few minutes after that, Kujacho got a little tap in the area, threw himself down, uh, stood up and took the penalty. One all. After that, um, Korea had a bunch of chances to score again, but the Serbian keeper having the, the game of his life. Okay. And it finished one all. Does he ever score? Does he ever draw? I mean, like. Yeah, I I think Korea possibly edged it with far more uh, clear-cut chances, but uh, you could, the draw was probably fair. Okay, okay, sweet. Okay, um, was it a dive? I mean, was it a soft penalty? Do you think it was a it was a it was a an awardable penalty? So, as the the ball was swung in from across, the Serbian goalie uh, grabs Kujacho's like shirt up yeah. on his shoulder and I think he kind of backed into it felt the hand on his back and then just threw himself forward okay so he w- he went down very easily yeah so it's the kind of thing where uh, Michael Owen or Alan Shearer says definitely a penalty he's got the right to go down blah 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 and Martin Keown or, or uh, Alan Hansen saying that was never a penalty yeah okay so. okay I understand okay uh, no other games to review so let's move on swiftly <laughs> really uh, yep. <laughs> okay. what my sources told me. Yeah, uh, so obviously, <coughs> as I alluded to earlier on, I'm still a, a little bit cold, frozen through from last night's um, debacle. Yep. That was uh, the playoff. I, I, I travelled, I went with the Phantom down to, to Asan. Which apparently is surprisingly easy to get to. Uh, yeah, it actually is, yeah, as long as you don't stop off seven times for beer. Um, and eight times for a pee afterwards. Yeah, yeah. So we went down, so we left at 11.30, uh, got into Asan at 6, to 6.10. So just like almost almost seven hours. Um, <laughs> You're not really bigging it up, to be honest. But it's thicker, it's, it's only about a two-hour subway ride. Um, it's even quicker to take KTX, obviously, uh, on the bus. Um, but we kind of stopped off several times. We stopped off at Shingo, uh, Shingo... Faso, um, Osan. Check, check Twitter if you're already desperate to know. Yeah, Fiontech, a few places. Um, but it was good. The trip was good. Yeah. It got down, got to the game. It was a reasonable crowd. I think it was like 3,000. Yeah. Probably about half of them were probably Songnam fans. Okay. <clears throat> um, got in, got settled, uh, smuggled in some beer and some soju because there was nobody to buy it. Well, actually, that's not true. There were food trucks at the, at the home end. Um, what they did that I thought was really good is they obviously realised that the racing tracks are huge, and they also realised that they wouldn't be full. So they just gave they didn't they gave Songnam fans a corner of one of the of one of the touchline stands. Yeah. So we could actually see the game really well. Yeah. Like it wasn't as if you were behind the goals 
back from like being yeah. you know, like a ten-lane running track. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I would have rather I'd been behind a ten-lane running track. Um, game started. Asan came f- close first. Maybe three minutes in, seven minutes in, hit the post. Eleven minutes in, Kim Dong Chan made a save. Kim Dong Jun, sorry, Kim Dong Chan didn't make a save, but he did beat as well, winning goals. Um, and that was first 11, 12, 13 minutes set uh, the tone for the rest of the game. So this is a game which Songnam had to win, right? Had to win. A yeah. draw means they out automatically yeah. out. So in the Korean playoffs, the team who finishes higher up the league gets home advantage and also gets the advantage of knowing that a draw is enough to see them through. This was why, <laughs> ironically, this is why I didn't want Songnam to finish above Asan because I didn't want the game put at Tanchon because I thought Songnam would just sit back for 90 minutes and try and get a draw. I don't think Park Chung Hoon got the memo because uh, he sat back for 90 minutes and tried to get a draw. 90 minutes? 80 minutes, surely. Well, 64 minutes score. <laughs> um, like, so because in a half time, nothing each, uh, Songnam fans, who are usually in full voice and good, and good voice, you could, by half time we were beginning to get strained. Um, you could tell no one was beginning to think or was feeling that anything positive was going to come out of the game. Uh, second half starts and Asan attack again. Uh, Kim Dong-jun pulls up a couple of saves and, that, and again that set the tone for the second half. Asan got, they basically got three corners in a row. So they got a free kick when Halofsky pulled the guy back on the edge of the box. The free kick came in and was headed by for a corner. The corner came in and it was headed by for a corner. The next corner came in and it was headed by for a corner. And then when the third corner came in, uh, Kim Dong-jun went for it, went to punch it, completely missed it, flapped at it. And the Asan player had probably the easiest uh, header, free header he's ever had in his life. Okay. One nil. <laughs> um, at that point you think, okay, Songnam got to go for it. Um, they didn't. Uh, they faffed around for about another 10 minutes and then eventually, with about 10 minutes left, started throwing everyone forward. Yeah. Brought Kim Do Hyun on with like, Kim Hyun on with like, maybe ten minutes to go. Yeah. But too little too late and never looked like scoring, to be honest. I think the stats the official stats have him at something like thirty percent possession. Yeah. Which considering the fact they had to win the game is utterly how, how many shots did they have? I I don't know. I, yeah. I didn't check any of that. Um basically abject performance, I think it was summed up best by the Phantom on Twitter when he said an abject performance with poor tactics from a poor manager, executed poorly by a poor team and a poor result. And I don't think I can disagree with him. With poor fans. No, I didn't know. The, the fans were great, but the fans deserve a better team than they've got right now. So, Songnam's season ends, ends in disappointment? Utter disappointment, yeah. Would you, would you like to keep the manager for next year? Uh, personally, I would have him fired right now. Uh, I don't think he's brought anything to the team. He's had a lot of problems. He's been hamstrung with like some player tantrums, some budget cuts and so on. Um, I, would have, I, I said this last night, it would have been really interesting to have seen um, what he would have done had he been allowed to keep Paolo Sergio, yeah. like, second top goal scorer in 2017, uh, 2016, sorry. Uh, had, he, had he been allowed to, take, to, to keep Neko yeah. and Dario uh, the Australian boy, um, who I think is a proper player. Uh, it would have been interesting to see if he hadn't lost any of those players, if he'd have been able to to, to do a better job. 
See, I was talking to a, a K-League insider who mm-hmm. probably knows a little bit more about the game than you or I, mm-hmm. and he thought that uh, Pakistan should get another year to sort of, sort it out because obviously Songham had a terrible start. Yep. First ten, ge- first ten games they were nowhere, right? Yep. And then they went on a run which brought them into contention and they clawed their way into the playoffs. So he thought uh, Pakistan should be able to get the, the chances of show that kind of form over the whole season, in which case they'd be up there challenging for the, the title. I mean, I, I, I see that viewpoint, I get it, but if you look at over the last, if you look at the important events of over the last few games, right? Yeah. Uh, you win against Dejan yeah. at, at home, yeah. the bottom team, who's had an absolute mare of a season, yeah. and you're guaranteed promotion. Yeah. Uh, you're guaranteed a playoff place. Yeah. And you go behind them and you score an equaliser in the last minute via the penalty spot. Yeah. And that game, he was tactically inept. Yeah. That game, all his tactics were wrong. You go back two weeks before that, uh, we beat down to Suwon, nothing each. Halofsky missed a penalty. Again, one of the most boring games I've ever sat through. Tactically wrong. Then you go to the playoffs. You play Asan, you've got to win. You know you've got to win. And yes, he starts with, with Park Sung-ho, Halofsky, Kim Dong-chan and Nam Joon-jae. Four attacking-minded players. But he, he doesn't play an, an attacking... So either 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 his tactics or his ideas are not being understood by the players, yeah. not being accepted by the players, yeah. or he doesn't have the players capable of actually um, responding to his ideas. So if it's, <coughs> if it's the latter, if he just doesn't have the players, then yes, give him another season where he gets another transfer window to bring players in, knowing that he can't bring in a Paolo Sergio because he can't afford them. He's, yeah. he's, he's wages, right? Yeah. A big problem is that Marion Orsilic has been injured since since August, yeah. and there's, there's no, it's not a coincidence that we've been we've been poor since he dropped out of the team. Yeah. If he is still with us next year, yeah. Then yeah, we can build on him. Halaski yeah. signed a two-year deal, so he should be there next year. Yeah. So there, I can see why people would people say he should be given another another year. Yeah. Um, but my problem is that in big games and important games he got it tactically wrong I was uh, talking to a, a different K-League insider and we were talking about Stielica and his relationship with the national team players yeah. and, he sa- and he was telling me that one of the reasons why things broke down is because when they had a poor game he would take them into the dressing room and uh, he would uh, basically put on a DVD of Johan Cruyff's Total Football Netherlands side <laughs> show them that and say this is what I want you to do why don't you play like this? Wow! And that was his sort of post-game debrief. That's brilliant. That that, that that's that's great. That's the equivalent of me taking one of my teachers <laughs> in a classroom and showing them a video of me and saying, "Why can't you be as good a teacher as this guy?" <laughs> Some people just don't have the are talent you, and the skill. Are you are you are you are you saying that um, Stieliker and, and Cruyff are of a similar standard? Um. Yes. <laughs> I thought you were going to say showing a video of Oscar Wilde or, or... I mean, if you have a look at it, it's like, I mean, that's a crazy thing to do, right? Why can't you do this? Well, they, because they don't have the skill. Um, and you don't have the tactical skill to transfer it to them either, right? Yeah. I mean, give them Park another year. If he's still there, I'll, I'll support the, the team. I'm, I'm not going to boycott. You're always welcome to come back to Seoul. Uh, never did in the first place. Um, but the one good thing is, it does mean that now I get to... Uh, have a proper rivalry with a uh, podcast listener we've not to name him this week podcast listener like favourite who's loves 
Suwon FC. So now I can have a rivalry with, with, with him. Anyway, that was an insane joke. <laughs> okay, sorry, we've to stop those, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, mm. um, <coughs> I mean, it, it does mean, obviously, song them another year in the challenge. My concern there is can we survive another year? Budget costs. Budget costs. Uh, Soul City are finalising their budgets uh, in two weeks' time, I think. So I okay. assume Songnam will be about the same. Yep. And they'll find out. They'll have submitted their budget for next year, and then the uh, city councils will say, no, cut, nope, that by, cut. cut that by 30%. Cut that by 30%. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see if we actually have a team next year at all, right? Yeah. Um, but anyway, I mean, uh, we'll see what happens over the close season. Okay. I don't think that the club can afford to fire Park, is what I would say. Okay. Okay. okay, time for winners and losers of the week. Okay, Paul, who's your winner of the week? Um, I want to say us. Okay. Because although we were very late for the game, we uh, had a, we had a, a new secret weapon which enabled us to get six beers into the ground. Yep. Without uh, much need for subterfuge, right? Yep. We have a, a new. Well, we can't see what it is in the podcast in case any security guards are listening. Yeah. But it's a belt. <laughs> <laughs> is, is it not a bandolier? It's a bandolier. Yes. In which you can you can fill with beer. Uh, granted, the cans should not be opened before you do it, guys. Yeah, and granted, it's only useful between sort of March and May and sort of yep. October and November. Because you can't wear a jumper over the top of your belt when it's like 32 degrees. <laughs> but it worked perfectly for that night. It did indeed. It did indeed. So if anyone's interested, um, yeah, we can tell you where to purvey one yeah. of these, or you can buy them off us. Uh, yep, 200% markup. We get a 48 shades branded um, bandolier. Bandolier. Uh, maybe maybe we'll get sponsored by a bandolier company. <laughs> Who knows? Um, okay, my winner of the week. Uh, my winner of the week can only be uh, can only be uh, GS25 for yesterday. For yesterday's GS train crawl. Um, no, yeah, my winner of the week is obviously Asa. Uh, we'll see if they complete the week as winners, but up to this point in time, uh, there's no denying the fact that they deserved to be where they are in the playoff semi-final against Pusan. Also, some contenders for winner of the week would be Shin Tae-yong, who's sort of yep. turned career around a little bit. Yep. Um, anyone that didn't go to the freezing cold games, either three of them. Okay, yep, I would agree with plus that. Plus anyone that actually did go and saw the season goals. performance. Yep. So. Okay. Losers. Uh, for me, Lose of the Week uh, will probably be Songnam fans. Yeah. Uh, not everyone spent seven hours getting to the game, yeah. uh, but we did all brave, horrendously cold conditions to see a, a team performance that was chilly at best. Yeah. Um, so my losers of the week are all Songnam fans for travelling all the way down to Asan and their team not really caring and, and playing. Uh, it's one thing, I don't, I'm not saying that we should win every game, I mean, that's not what football, what, what being a fan is about. It's yeah. not about winning every game. But you just want to see your players put in as much effort as you put in. Yeah. And show as much passion and desire and commitment as you show. And I don't, I don't feel this week that Songnam fans have got to see that. <coughs> and that's what makes them the losers of the week. Okay. For me, probably have to say the KFA. Okay. As, as we said, they took these two games on the road. Didn't really attract many people to the stadiums. Although I guess a lot of people watched at home. I know a lot of casual football fans got some chicken and beer in and sat at home on the warm sofa watching the game and enjoyed it uh, but I think it's very hard to get these people to actually come to a stadium ever okay uh, I don't think 
I, I don't really like. Well, it's obviously, it's very inconvenient for me to get anywhere apart from Sangam. So yeah, I yeah. don't like matches being taken on the road per se. Okay. But yeah, uh, okay. bit of a failure of an experiment, I guess. Okay. I would like to. I would like to update my winner of the week. Okay. My winner of the week is uh, Evil Ken Evil himself, the Ghost Rider of Suwan, who was saved waking up. Uh, on Saturday morning with a sore face yeah. by the one and only Crystal uh, and Paul Neat and Matt Bins and myself uh, the background to this story is we were sitting in the Big Bird Cafe having a few beers after the game oh, yeah. and a guy in an automated wheelchair decided he could go right off the end uh, where like, the entrance to, to, the, to the cafe is which is like a big step yeah. um, it took four of us to, to hold him back um, and then eventually I guess he, he understood the Korean that was being spoken to him yeah. and realised it was a bad idea and reversed himself out of the cafe down the ramp and down the ramp uh, but it was a, a, a tense moment let's say <laughs> when this guy could have ended up with a really bad face the next day so long as you were YouTubing it <laughs> yes so that's my winner of the week because uh, he woke up okay with just a hangover okay obviously in the K-League forums or the Korean football forums a lot of the talk has been about the international games yep. and the performance of various different players uh, Ko Yuan getting praise and scorn in equal amounts I think scorn? scorn yeah is he been, why for his performance against Serbia or? For, uh, he didn't play against Serbia okay. uh, for, for his performance against Colombia so why has he been scorned? I think there's a, a segment of uh, football fans that are just anti-FC Seoul no I can understand that they, they can't sort of Recognise any anything good done by an FC Seoul player. Okay. But, okay. Has uh, there been a lot of talk about the racial gesture from the Colombian player whose name escapes me at this point? Uh, yes, there's a uh, Cardoza, was it? Cardoza, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, uh, a lot of talk about that, about how they're racist. Uh, af- the day after that, the Colombians also made a promotional poster for their game against China uh, with something Colombian superimposed uh, on in front of a, an East Asian temple which happened to be a Korean temple okay so they made a kind of uh, cultural cock up there as well okay uh, um, you're uh, maybe something that we don't maybe don't want to indulge talking about too much but um, obviously we talked last week about the the Suwon Bloomings fans who were banned for making the uh, the the Nazi salute yeah uh, in the same stadium you know we see uh, you know the, the Colombian player making making that gesture towards. It seems to be said he was making it towards Ki Sung Young, but I think he was making it towards Kwon Chang Hoon. But anyway, um, Ki Sung Young also made a gesture to Colombian players. I heard uh, he made that gesture to Japanese fans like, like years ago. But this match, he also made a gen- oh, really? gesture to the Colombian players. The old uh, to, to the French archer. I've still got both my. Oh yeah, I still got both my, my fingers. Still got both my fingers. Um, the, the 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 Viva Victory sign. Yeah. Um, the reverse V. I mean, do you do you think you know it was a moment of madness? Do you think it was a, a it was an actual intended racial gesture? Uh, he's come out and said he, he didn't mean to offend. It wasn't meant racial, racially. <coughs> I think they probably don't have the same level of awareness of things like that down in South America. Okay. Or among a, a, a large proportion of South American pro- population. Okay. Uh, we've seen this kind of thing time and time again. Uh, I suppose theoretically while we might wish that they wouldn't do that you, you can't really impose your cultural uh, restrictions on other, other countries right? Okay, okay sweet 
Okay, so, the, so anything else in the forums? That, anything else? Obviously, Koyo Han, uh, the racial gestures. Tego Keep had a good game, yep. apparently. Against Serbia, right? Yeah. And now Made that cracking save. I've, I've seen a lot of talk on Twitter about a cracking save he made yeah, in the first half. For a free kick save. or something? Yeah, for a very good save. <laughs> okay. Uh, and the other thing is, like, is, is has the Korean national team turned the corner? Or is this like a flash in the pan and next game? Obviously, they've got three games left in December in the East Asian Cup. Yeah. The China, Korea, China, North Korea, Japan trifecta uh, over in Japan. So it'll be, will they be back to their usual rubbish when they're playing against more inferior opposition okay. away from Korea? Or, or is the Shin Taeyong methodology starting to have effect? Okay. Where is the East Asian Cup? <coughs> Where? Mm-hmm. <coughs> Tokyo. Tokyo? Yeah. Ah, okay. okay. Maybe the. the about, around about the 10th of December okay. like over the course of a week so I guess we'll be previewing that live from, from Tokyo when we get our our our, our newly acquired media passes you <laughs> wish okay, Yourish. okay um, so any other games happening around Asia this week Is there anything else any other big games coming up um, obviously this weekend is the first leg of the Asian League Asian Champions League final ok who's playing who Rurawa are going off to Saudi Arabia to play Al-Hilal ok um, yeah I mean that's obviously Rurawa who knocked out Guangzhou uh, no who, who knocked out Shanghai in the last round and who obviously and who knocked out Seoul, Seoul in, the, in, in the group stages um, do you do you think I mean we'll, we'll talk about the game and then we'll, we'll look at our, our K-Classic I guess yeah. but uh, do you fancy their chances Um. I think for the last few years, East Asia has dominated West Asia. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see no reason for that to change this year. Okay. Okay, sweet. Um, so four years ago, four years ago was the uh, the, the ACL final with Seoul. Yeah. So uh, Guangzhou. So Guangzhou. I we were both at obviously both at the uh, at the game at the, at the home leg in, in Seoul. Yeah. Finished. Finished to each. To each. Yeah. Okay. Um, you went to the away leg to, to the away leg yeah okay. how was that trip uh, it was good um, obviously it's not the easiest thing to get a visa for China yep so uh, it was a bit of a hassle trying to get it all arranged we ended up flying to Hong Kong and then taking the train up to Guangzhou okay uh, how many Diablos went was it just you, you yourself or was there a few of you uh, just me and my son okay was it a large um, so, so uh, attendance. Yeah, I want to say there was maybe four or five hundred that flew over from Seoul. Okay. And obviously they give out a bunch of free tickets to Koreans living in the area as well. Okay. So it was pretty good atmosphere. Uh, those who were on the uh, escorted guided trip, uh, their coaches were like had stones chucked at them and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, so they were a bit intimidated. Uh, me myself didn't have any problems walking around uh, I know some of the other so basically most of the fans there went on the guided tour and there was maybe 10 people who went independently and we were told to meet at a certain place at a certain time to pick up our tickets and we get there and then they've got like a, a, a barricade so we, we couldn't get to the arranged meeting place Okay. so we were waiting outside uh, and a lot of the Korean fans were terrified so a couple of them actually bought knockoff Guangzhou jerseys so they wouldn't stand out as <laughs> But it wasn't that bad. Most of the fans were quite friendly. They were like, okay. oh, you, you're a Seoul fan. Hi, nice, meet, nice to meet you. Hope you lose, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And did you lose? No, we drew. You drew? 1-0. 1-0. Was that enough? Was that enough? It was very uh, 
No. Insufficient. Insufficient. So the game finished three each. Lost and uh, obviously lost and aggregates, yeah? Yeah, <coughs> away goals. Like, I mean, obviously that you've, <coughs> you've seen Guangzhou over the years that haven't, haven't come to Sangam and like, I, I saw them this year against uh, um, Suwon. Like, do you think that Guangzhou team has improved? Is it, is it stayed the same? Is it, is it like, thinking back to that classic moment uh, when Seoul got the final, do you think do you think if Seoul were playing the Guangzhou team of now in this weekend's final, do you think Seoul would have a better chance? You see the Seoul team of then, not the Seoul team of now, which Seoul is utterly honking. So the, the Seoul team of then. The, the Guangzhou team of now obviously has much better players than the Guangzhou team of then uh-huh. because they've done the same of investing yeah. fifty million dollars in whichever three foreigners they've got. Um, Oscar is it? They got Oscar. Or I think it's Shanghai. Shanghai. But anyway, they've got three like world class p- players. Um, but I think Seoul would go into a meeting with Guangzhou now with more confidence. I think okay. at that stage, even though the players were inferior, Guangzhou had like a buzz about them. Yeah. That they were big spending, free spending team. Uh, He's his biggest, right? Yeah. Uh, with like forty thousand mental fans. And yeah. Whereas now. That they've been in that kind of period for uh, what three, four, five years now, so we're used to it. And although the, the standard, the caliber of players they've got is better, uh, I think Seoul probably wouldn't be too terrified of them. Okay. Uh, I don't know whether they win, but yeah. So. Okay. Um, and thinking of that of the Seoul team at that time, yeah. And thinking about the, the I mean, it was only four years ago, and the Seoul team of now. Who from that Seoul team do you think you miss most? No. <coughs> Good. Uh, I want to say Kim Jong in centre defence. Okay. Because he he was a solid central defender. Uh, helped led the line. Threw his body into everything. Uh, maybe the, the, that year or the year after he, he went off to somewhere in China. Mm-hmm. Uh, and never really been replaced. Okay. So. Okay, sweet. Okay, so obviously we're talking about that game. Like looking at it. Uh, I don't really know much about either of the two teams, to be perfectly honest, but Japan, there's also a lot of talk that Japanese teams don't take this tournament seriously. They're, they're obviously taking it I think they take it seriously in, in alternate years, right? Yeah, in alternate years, because a couple of years ago it was, was Gamba. Um, got to look at it and say, uh, I mean, obviously coming from the East Asian grouping, uh, I, I hope that uh, the East Asian team wins. Yuraba, not a particularly... Uh, likeable team or set of fans uh, but I guess if they do win <coughs> all the FC Seoul fans will say we were beaten by the winners by yeah. the best so, right? we, so we're going to take one one, uh, one of the stars one half of the stars one, one point of their stars okay speaking of taking points yeah. um, I think we, did, we talked about this maybe last week I want to say that there was a, a big brawl at the end of the Incheon and Jonam game yeah. uh, they got their punishment uh, was, was delivered yesterday. Um, Point deduction for Suwon? No. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. <laughs> uh, I think they just got like a huge fine. Um, and there's no point deduction, but they got a, a massive fine, yeah. And some fans were banned, right? And some fans were banned. And, and for as much as that is worth anything. Yeah, I think some Inchon fans were banned for running on the pitch and actually confronting the, the, uh, 
John Ham staff, right? Yeah. yeah, and then a John Ham fan was banned for punching an Inchon official. Yeah. So, so a few fan bans, some a uh, few fines that will probably not really impact too much in the club. But yeah, again, swift swift action taken by the KFA or the KDIG, uh in terms of like <coughs> dishing out punishments. This one, I would some of the punishments I think are a little bit ridiculous, but uh, this one I would I would kind of agree with. I think yeah. Despite the fact that they've got so few fans to to begin with, yeah, should we re- really be banning the few fans we have? Um, yeah. Or does we think it <laughs> no. doesn't make any difference anyway? I don't, I don't think it's going to make much of a difference. Um, although I wonder if, if those fans will be banned for, for the huge game that's coming up this weekend. Theoretically, yes. Yep. So on Saturday, uh, the big game, the only game that really matters. In John Sangju. In John Sangju. In. Inchon Sangju. Yeah. Uh, Inchon Sangju or Sangju Inchon? Inchon Sangju. I, I am going to Inchon Stadium okay. on Saturday. 3 pm kickoff. Uh, I'll be there with my Scotland top on. In the because it gets confused for an Inchon top every single time. In which end? Sangju end? So it's a strange one, right? Because I don't particularly like the army team, just because I don't particularly like the concept of it, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, since Songnam have now been. Uh, Consigned to another year in the challenge, I would love Inchon to be the team that, that falls down. Yeah. Uh, so I will be rooting for Sangju. Okay. And technically, since there's a couple of Songnam players playing for them, I guess it, it makes sense as well. Um, so yeah, I'll be in the Inchon end, but I will be rooting for for the for the, for, for Sangju. Okay. Um, Got to say, I haven't watched um, both teams a couple of times like, since the, the the split. It's going to be a cracking game. It's going to be a tough game. Uh, but I think Sangju might just have uh, have enough about them to uh, to, to beat Inchon. Uh, obviously, you do have to have a look at, at, at the, uh, the John Nam game as well and stuff like that. But but yeah, I think Sangju will win that one. I think John Nam are playing. John Nam travelling to Daegu. Yep. Uh, the other game, it doesn't matter. That's Gwangju versus Pohang. Obviously, it doesn't matter because Gwangju are relegated. Yeah. So basically, we have Inchon. On 36 points, and John Am and Sangju both on 35. Yeah. There's four goals of a difference, so Sangju have four goals less than John Am. So Sangju have to win. Yeah. Uh, if they win, and John Am win, then Inchon are in the playoffs. <coughs> if Sangju win and John Am draw. Yep. Or lose. Yeah. Then John Am are in the playoffs. And if Sangju don't win, then they're in the playoffs. And if Sangju don't win, then they're in the playoffs. Interesting. Unless Sangju were to draw Four. And, uh, six each and John Am drew nothing each. Well, that's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. So, yeah, so basically, Sangju are going to Inchon knowing that they have to win. Okay. Which doesn't always work out for the, uh, the away team, right? Or the uh, team has to win. Yep, yeah, I can be amphetamine to that, definitely. So, predictions uh, Daegu John Am, quickly. Uh, home win. Yep, me too. Uh, Inchon Sangju. Draw. And we see a win. And Gwangju Pohang, who cares? Uh, a way win. A way win? Uh, question for you. Obviously, Niall McGinn's been back in Northern Ireland for the international break. Yep. Think he's flown back for this one game? Nope. Or do you think he's just living it up? Yeah, I think he's probably given the, I think he's probably been, been given the game off, the day off, the week off, okay. to take it back. Whether he'll be here next year or not is, is, is going to be interesting to see, yeah? So that's a relegation round. We're also going to move on. <coughs> to, um, we're, we're going to move on to the the promotion, the, champi- the, the championship round. Yeah. Uh, so on, that's on Sunday. We have Seoul, Jeju, Jongbuk, Suwon, and Gangwon, Ulsan. 
Okay. So we'll take... I mean... We talked last week about what it would take for Seoul to get anything and not finish in fourth, right? They need to score seven goals. So they have to score seven goals? I think seven. Seven or eight. Or seven plus whatever Seoul wants to score. Yep, so they have to score seven goals more than Seoul won. Yep. That's doable. That's doable. So they need to beat, for example, they need to beat... Um, Over the course of ten games. Yep. So they need to beat, beat Jeju 7-0. Yep. And if Seoul won were then to lose to John Book then and lose by without scoring yeah. then Seoul would get the final ACL spot and I think they also have to lose 2-0 because if Seoul scores 7 that will put them on the same number of goals as Suwon yep. so they need Suwon to lose 2-0 to get them ahead of them on goal difference which is the second tiebreaker yep ok yeah because they're uh, they can't get ahead of them in goal difference the goal difference is plus 13 to plus 21 so it needs to be goals far Plus 13 to plus 21. Oh, yeah, so seven goals, yeah. So, eight goals. So if Suwon lose 2 0, they go down to plus 19. Yep. Seoul score seven, they go up to plus 20. Yeah, so, so seven no and two no, yeah? Yeah. Of course, also that does mean that you need Ulsan to lose as well. Yeah. At the same time. Uh, but you don't really. Or you know, win. Or win. If they, as long as they win and go above Suwon and then win the FA Cup. Okay, so basically what we're saying is that there's absolutely no chance of Seoul getting the ACL, right? <laughs> but anyway, so let's go through the previews. You know, football fans always have the, 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 the craziest of dreams, right? Yeah, but I think Seoul getting in this year is crazy. Um, Seoul versus Jeju? 1-0. Uh, yeah, I'm going to see a draw. John Boot <laughs> versus Suwon? Uh, I think Suwon will win. I'm going to see a Jonathan-inspired 2-1 defeat. For 2-1 <coughs> um, Jonathan will score But John will go into one And then Gangnam Versus Ulsan um, Draw I'm, I'm going to say Gangnam Gangnam are going to win that okay. Ulsan have been Utterly dire Since the, since the split So I'm, I'm going to go for Draw Home win Home win Also if uh, Seoul did Somehow win 7-0 um, There's a high chance That Dayan would end up Being Golden Boot winner Because he's only like Four behind Jonathan Then you'd have to Put him on the so let me get this right. So if Seoul wins seven 0 yeah. do you think Dehan's going to score five goals and then finish above Jonathan? Yeah. So Seoul will get the ACL spot and Dehan will get the the golden boot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What have you been smoking, pal? <laughs> <laughs> Two fully undeserved actions, in my opinion, if they happened. And last of all, uh, on the Saturday, obviously Asan will go down to Pusan. Yep. What's your uh, feeling about that game? <sighs> it's a tough one because I watched that sound last last night. Obviously, um, <coughs> I'm going to say Pusan will win it. I think if it'd been Songnam going down, we would definitely have lost. Asan have got more of a chance. Yeah. Uh, but I think I think it could finish the draw, and I think Pusan will go through. Okay. Right. Outro music. I've chosen one for you. Okay. It's called Next Year by the Foo Fighters. Uh, and that's next year so we'll be in the ACL nope they won't uh, and next year Sona will be in the classic nope they won't um, but they'll be challenging for both yep so so, so we'll be challenging to get in the ACL again and Sona will be challenging for the classic D- disappointing year for both of us next year's going to be better it can't be any worse <laughs>